redneck hustler here. I know on this trip I made this will be my third uh, podcast. About once a day, I guess. Been out since Friday morning. Here it is, Monday morning. I'm about two hours, 30 minutes away from my second to last destination dropping off uh, a puppy now some of these dogs are like Brandon when I say Brandon I'm talking about they're like 8 weeks old 8, 9, 10 weeks old something like that they don't really, the owners haven't really met them they don't really know what to call them yet so, my wife always asked me, did it come with a name? Uh, no. So, better of the owners told me their name, and I don't really uh, catch it, or I don't remember it. I'm terrible with names. It takes me a good, good while to um, remember names, so... So, I've had Whitey, Blackie, Spot, had, uh, um, I had one that I had the name on it because I picked up from Petco. Um, then I have this puppy. Here and the person that had him, or didn't really tell me a name that I uh, called him or anything like that. Um, so, wife's like, did they say uh, the name of the dog? No. What? What does it? What? What do you? What would you name it? I kind of looked at it because uh, brown. Spots black, little uh, like ratty tail. And they called it Speck. Well, that's more like a male name. Um, so, uh, need a female name. So, wife says Lula. Well, I'm like that. Oh, it's a good Latino's name. Of course, you said. This is not Mexican. It can be. So, I'm like, well, what's your name it? So I kind of thought about it. It's like, good female's name. Titties. So I called it Titties. So everything, or every time from there on, I called it Titties. So maybe from the time I picked up to the time I dropping off, you know, 17 hours. That's not including uh, sleep time or stopping for restroom breaks for titties over here. So a little while later, probably a little bit over halfway done. Was it almost almost? Uh, 
to drop off. The owner requests that we call him Riley. What's the female? Riley, I'm like, okay. So, it's like, start calling him, call, call, calling her Riley. Okay. So, she was on the phone and she was yelling or whatever um, through the speakers. Riley! Riley! All that. And titties over here just laying there, not moving at all. To the name Riley, of course. You know, that's a brand new name. Not kind of understand it. Now, mind you this, I've been calling it titties for several hours now. So, uh, so, I said, hold on here a second. So, like, titties! And, what do you know? What do you know? It raises his head, like, huh? And he lays it back down after all that. And she goes, Riley! And nothing. Doesn't move at all. So I go, titties! And, of course, raise up, like, huh? So, uh... So it recognizes titties. And so... I have a hard enough time now to call it the real name of Riley. I catch myself every once in a while to say titties. i like, well, no, no. Riley. So... Even now, um, I say titties and She's like, huh? I say Riley, she's kind of like, hmm? a little bit. So she's getting a little bit uh, used to uh, Riley, but I can't use titties anymore. So and we, we, we keep a name of all the animals that we, um, you know, picked up and dropped off. Except for uh, the sugar gliders that we had. There was two of them there. Didn't really call them anything other than flying squirrels or squirrels or whatever. They look like squirrels. But. Uh, uh, so. So it's been an interesting trip with that. Trying to go to sleep with a brand new puppy. And I've had puppies before as, you know, younger. Uh, being a child, you know, I've had puppies that, you know, trained to, to hunt or to retrieve, you know, black lab and all that. And I understand a new puppy, you know, being away from its home, what it's used to for, you know, all its life at that, that point in time. So, you know, it's kind of, you know, different for them. Well, I understand. Trying to sleep in a car, which is not too comfortable at that time. 
Then he had um, you know, Puffy that uh, just just uh, trying to get used to being away from home, what it's used to. Is new for it, and of course, every time you stop, it whimpers and barks and wants to keep going or wants to get out because you stopped or whatever. Which I do, I let him out, go pee him, and do his business. Didn't sleep very well last night, so. So, anyways, before I got there. I had a, a stop in uh, after I dropped off the sugar gliders uh, from Maryland to uh, North Carolina. I can't really tell you the name of the city or the town I went to pick it up because it was out in the middle of literally nowhere. But I stopped at a rest stop that night. By the time I I went to go pick up the uh, titties over here. I mean, I mean Riley. Uh, it would have been like midnight, so I would have been driving 22 hours, 18 hours straight. So I don't think it was safe for me to do that. So. So I stopped in the trust area and I needed to go uh, number one and number two for the last several hours. Number one, a couple hours, two, three hours. Number two, seven or eight. So I get there and you would think a rest stops on a uh, Saturday night would not be two jam-packed. This is uh, north of Richmond. And Virginia? I mean, what? Virginia? I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, it was jam-packed. I mean, there was a ton of people there. So I go in. Most of these rest stops have like two bathrooms, you know. Or not two bathrooms, but you know, two areas you can go into. You know, one door goes this way, another goes this way. It's basically the same thing, just you know, more bathrooms. This one did. So I get in there and men's over there, it's like they had one side closed off for cleaning or repairs, I don't know. So, I'm like, well, I guess I have no choice to go in there, so. I must have hit at the right, right time of night, because it was like 9, 30, 10 o'clock, because everyone and their brother was there going pee and poop. So, I went pee. All the stalls uh, were uh, taken for toilets. So I'm like, well, shit. I 
Can't go shit now. Been waiting for several hours now. So I'll go back out to the car. Try to get my uh, sleeping arrangements kind of set up. Just in time for the restrooms to kind of clear out. So, eh, probably a good 15 minutes later, I got all my bedding situation all set up and everything. Which, all that work and all that didn't really matter much. Because I had a Sonic the Hedgehog or, or a Cleo or whatever her name is. Uh, Cage takes up the whole back seat. Almost from door to door. When I first got it, I just laid the, the seats down and put it back there all that. Which I knew wouldn't uh, give me enough room to, to uh, uh, let my seat back all the way back. I, and I knew that at the time because um, I've done it before with other animals. and At that point in time, it wasn't really a big deal. I could change it out later. So I figured I could, you know, change that up and maybe lay back a little bit further whatever and I could, probably could uh, maybe got a, a, an inch or two further back but um, didn't really help matters at all so after I got all that done I get uh, go back inside and cleared out like hardly anyone in there. There's like one person in there. So I get get uh, get there. First stall I went to had piss all over the toilet seat and everything. I'm like, what the shit? So I'm like, right, I'm not doing that. So I go to the next one over. Smell clean, good. So, I gotta sit down, make sure there's toilet paper in there, sit down, do my business. It's almost a uh, nothing but net situation. So, I'm happy. So, of course, this is an automatic toilet where you stand up and it flushes. So, I stand up and it flushes. It doesn't go down. I'm like, oh, crap. This is not good. So, I, uh, um, there's a little button you push and get a little courtesy flush again. And it didn't go down. Toilet paper went down. A little toilet paper that, did, that happened went down. But not just dynamic turd that I produced. It didn't go down. So I flushed it again. Didn't go down. Flushed it again. It's hoping like, okay, fourth flush. Let's go down. It didn't go down. So at that point in time, I have two options. Either sit there and flush it, flush it, flush it. 
one person next to me still. He's having a little hard of a time because I can hear him, you know, grunting and shit. I don't know how much longer he's been in there for me, but um, I know it was a lot longer than before because when I walked in there wasn't anyone walking towards the place, so a good couple minutes at least. So the second option is I get up and go act like nothing's happened. Be one of those people that, uh, you know, don't flush the toilets when, when you get done. And you go in there like, why did someone not flush the toilet? Well, I tried four times. I tried. So, yeah, one of those. wasn't, you know, too proud of myself. I always... Uh, bitching all that, I go in there and like, man, we could have flushed. It's nasty. Yeah, I tried. I tried. Um, I went uh, probably three or four hours later to go pee again. And of course, they still had that one side closed off. And I went in the other one and looked down there. And it was going, so apparently flushed down sometime. Yeah. Um, been on the road for a good amount of times. 65 hours, 3,045 miles. I've been on the road total. This trip so far. I still gotta go uh, another 2 hours and 16 minutes and then I gotta gonna go home get some rest because um, um, the Sonic the Hedgehog back there does not do until uh, Tuesday after 5 so that's the time you get home from work I guess Denver. So another uh, eight-hour drive from where I live to there, and then of course eight-hour drive back home. Yeah. So long trip this time, and it's kind of funny. My first pickup is going to be also my last. Drop off. Sonic back there has been with me the whole time since uh, Friday at 1 o'clock. It'll be with me until Tuesday at 5 o'clock or after. see a lot on the side of the roads are highways most likely or most of the time. I've seen one shoe. Not a pair of shoes, it's one shoe. It looked like they're most of them are like fairly new, you know. I look at it like that's a shoe. 
see two shoes. I only see one shoe. How, how does that happen? Like someone throws out the window and be like, here you go. Let it go. Literally, someone pulled over and dropped a pair of uh, shoe. Get to their destination and unpack all that. We're like, where's my other shoe at? Alright, I'm back. Sorry about the little pause there. Um, yeah, I don't know uh, why there's one shoe on the side of the road. Now, Something else also interesting too is hats. We've been seeing a ton of hats. You know, ball caps. Oh, they blow off, like someone stick their head out and all of a sudden they're gone. Better uh, to someone throws it out the window because they're like, I'm done with that. Stinks, it couldn't fit anymore. Whatever. school bus uh, kind of funny driving down St. Louis down the road or highway and the front driver's side was dipping down like it had like all, all a lot of weight on the front side there front uh, from behind front left side I thought it was like big old fat school bus driving uh, driver driving it nope it was a skinny dude skinny dude yeah so I, I don't know what, what was wrong with that low tire uh, springs you know I'm not a mechanic or anything, but it didn't look right. Say I, I, I like it. I don't. I'm driving through North Carolina. It was like 95, 96 degrees out there. That was hot. Jesus, it was hot. I'm like, I don't know if I want to come through North Carolina again. Now, Tennessee was pretty cool. I'm not saying it was cold, but better like 10 degrees cooler depending on you know if you're down in the mountains or down up or uh, up in the mountains uh, what do uh, 
uh, Nashville that night. That was pretty cool. Uh, a lot of drunks, you can tell. I was uh, driving down the road on the highway and literally almost the only car out there. And hit, or the key thing is almost the only car out there at like one o'clock in the morning. Nope. Had a car behind me. I'm going to speed limit. Most of the time, you know, people go around you. Go speed limit because they want to go faster. And on cruise control, so my speed was pretty constant. And it kept like falling back a little bit. Get up on my ass. Fall back a little bit. Get up on my ass. Stayed on my ass for a long while. So, I decided to see, is this a cop? I mean, the cop is going to pull me over for something else other than speed, but. So, I, I, uh, I had cruise control, and I know there's other people going past me, uh, other cars, you know, going past me. Faster than 70, so I knew it wasn't no cop or highway patrolman or whatever. So I decided to see. Well, not really see. I wanted to force this guy to go around me. So I slowed down with the cruise control. You can set it to like coast. You know, get you know. Once you have it on cruise control, it you can set it down. You know, lower like two two miles per hour lower each time you push it down or you go you know faster two two miles per hour so I kept pushing it down and I kept getting slower and slower but this guy just sat behind me on my ass not going around me I'm like what is this guy's deal so I sped back up to 70 miles per hour. He, you know, dropped back a little bit. He probably sped up, got on my ass again. And I slowed all the way down to like past 60 or below 60. Still there. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? And the only thing I can say, because this when people have been drinking, they follow. Almost like a, a bug light. Uh, they follow whatever's close by. And this, this pickup truck was in front of me, a little ways in front of me. And so I, I guess I got on this guy's nerve because I slowed down to like below 60 and finally went past me. It was like a Ford Explorer, one of those round ones, you know, not the older ones, but the newer ones. And it was Tennessee. I think at that point in time I was in Kentucky. So it was a good half hour, 45 minutes while this went on. And he literally sped up there to the guy and cut right in front of him. I mean, that wasn't up that close, but I would say the guy had the, the pickup truck had the same on his brakes because it cut in front of him so quick. And the thing about it was, there wasn't anything 
in front of them. The purpose for to do that. Now, some states has see uh, uh, someone under the influence has a phone number to call. I was waiting for one of those in Kentucky. I didn't see one. I was waiting. I was gonna call. Call them. So, whatever happened to him? Um, we're going through construction, and he was in front of that pickup truck for a little bit. I don't know what happened. I didn't see him crash or anything like that, so I know he was still driving, but kind of kind of scary. shit at night. I drive at night most of the time to get away from the traffic and uh, all the cars. I can make some pretty good time and I don't have to worry about traffic or cars, but getting someone drunk like that. I was coming through, I think it Friday night. No, it was, it was Saturday morning. Early Saturday morning, like one or two o'clock in the morning. Couldn't sleep. It was hot. Um, I was uh, just into Indiana, just uh, past uh, Chicago, and uh, stopped at this. Ryan J's gas station. Two o'clock in the morning. Usually it'd be pretty dead. Now, they had a subway in there. So I'm trying to get gas in all the stalls. They were like uh, six, six or nine stalls. fueling and I counted at least five of them that had no one outside fueling no one sitting inside the car all the cars were empty and they've been sitting there for a good 15 minutes Some may say, Redneck, why are you sitting there? Wasn't there other gas stations around? Yes, they were, but you know what? I wasn't in a big hurry. You know, I wasn't in a huge hurry. I uh, only slept for a few hours and kind of resting. I wasn't really in a hurry. So I was just seeing how things were going to go. So it was fun. Uh, vehicle it was with another vehicle that was sitting next to each other just on on the other side of the, the fuel pump well they pulled in there and I thought they're gonna get gas and nope they didn't get gas uh, there was a woman that was uh, 
tip going to the front, to the side, was a spray bottle, looking like Clorox or some kind of cleaning thing. And she kept pissed off because she kept like throwing rags down and just throwing her hands up, like, ah! you know, someone's irritated. Do that. Apparently, they had a couple of people that are drunk, puking or whatever, and they were pissed off. And they must have been related or a fringe or whatever with the people that were next to them because they kept going over there too, cleaning stuff out or something like that. And before I really figure out what was kind of going on, there was a guy that was sitting in the front seat, got out. And he looked like one of those uh, Wu-Tang Clan uh, guys, dreads and all that. He had a cigarette in his uh, hand. Uh, I can't say there's a lot of people fueling, but he was walking and he looked like he was either stoned or drunk. I'm going to say he's drunk. Uh, smoking, walking through all the gas pumps, uh, walking to a couple of cars. Like he hits a car and he's like, oh, hey, sorry. He went in, got some, came back out, still a cigarette in his hand. I'm like, what the hell? And he was saying sorry to this girl that was cleaning the puke out or whatever. I guess they could have been Lyft drivers or Uber drivers, but uh, anyways, he got back out, went across again, bathroom or I don't know, they were sitting there for a good 15-20 minutes and about the time I wanted to, like okay, I don't want to get blown up, I don't want to be part of a, uh, a, a fight that breaks out with, you know, this guy keeps running into people's cars or all that. I decided to back up and try to leave and go to a different fuel pump that was open at that point in time. And I would say there were probably at least two or three people that was actually getting fuel or trying to get fuel at this point in time. Well, all the rest of them were getting subway. I know this because they all kind of came out at the same time and and they had subway uh, sacks in their hands. I'm like, okay, this is not a parking spot. This is a refueling spot. And so I'm sitting there behind this one vehicle and uh, he probably got, gets in his car, and I know he didn't get fuel because he he pulled in about the same time as that. I thought he was coming inside to go pay, and they're coming out and refueling. Nope, he didn't he didn't get fuel at all. He just uh, he popped that thing in reverse, and I was sitting right behind him. I'm like, okay, I guess uh, he's wanting to back out. So, and the strange thing was that I. I was getting fuel and everyone kind of looking at me like he's getting fuel why do you want to do that because it's a fucking gas station that's why 
not parking spots. They don't just fancy parking spots. Uh, I say this trip has been a trip. Definitely uh, a lot more entertaining than uh, the other ones I've been on. That's <laughs> uh, crazy shit. So anyways, this is the Redneck Hustler. Thanks for listening. If you have any uh, things you want to say, leave me a voice message on here. And I'll get back to you as quick as I can. Thanks for listening to my podcast. Let me ramble on some stories about stupid shit. Hopefully I made you laugh at least a, a couple times. Thank you. And you guys have a, a, a great day, and I will talk or uh, do another podcast later on. God bless. Well, hello. Welcome to another episode with the Redneck Hustler. I am the Redneck Hustler. So today's topic has been years in the making. Excuse me while I'm uh, eating some pistachios. I'm still on the road from my trip from uh, Midwest. Illinois to Wisconsin to Maryland, uh, Maryland to uh, North Carolina to all the way to Iowa, then back to the Midwest to Colorado. I'm on my way back from Colorado, and this time I have nothing in my car. Me, myself, and Snuffy. She's my daughter's uh, uh, stuffed Snoopy. When she got, uh, when she was young. Yeah, she holds dear to that. Um, so. Basically, kind of like a, I take him with me, Snuffy. It's basically like a promise I'm going to be back to return him. So, it's more like saying, hey, I'm going out, but I'm coming back. I'm not going to run off, and I'm not going to die. Well, I can't predict when I'm going to die, but, you know 
you should say. Um, a promise that I, I keep, you know. So anyways, back on to uh, years in the making is uh, my, I would say my daughter is, uh, is almost 17. She's uh, 17 this uh, next three, four months. She hasn't got her license yet. She's always got her permit. So, about a Christmas time, um, we had a little staff field at the car. And they're just going down the street to Aldi's to get sour cream for or dinner or something like that we're going to have. My wife wasn't feeling up driving. I wasn't feeling up driving. So, wife decided she will go and uh, my daughter will go and she'll drive. So she did. Everything was all well until she got the parking lot. Parking lot of the oldies. She uh, panicked because there was a truck coming her way. She decided to zoom into a parking lot. There's a speed trap ahead. Thank you. I'm not, going, I'm not speeding, so before that, don't worry. So she panicked and swooped into a parking spot. And luckily, the parking spot didn't have another car or a human or a motorcycle or anything. But what it did have was a concrete pillar holding a uh, light pole. I think there's only like two or three light poles in the entire parking lot. Well, she hit it on the passenger side. She panicked and hit that. And she got confused on which pedal was the brake, which pedal was the gas. And she kept pushing the gas. Side was all 
great uh, dinged up and uh, what was it the light the headlight was all cracked and everything so we thought well we can probably deal with that no problem after turning the tires uh, one way or another it was a little bit more in depth than than that so I asked her you know how when you were turning how was it um, how was it uh, tires positioned when you hit she had to think about it and I think she said the tire was like all the way uh, to the right when she hit that. Well, in doing so, I basically bent uh, the tie rod or the the, a, uh, the frame, not the frame, but the suspension arm whatever it was so even even if we got a tire uh, and put it on it would need um, in-depth work on it so we had to file an insurance claim on it in doing so got a rental car so they picked up the uh, picked up the uh, car the tow truck took it up to our local shop the dealer that kind of where we bought it from 
Well, I thought never really rented a car or anything. Never really been in that situation, so I didn't really know. And at that time, our funds were uh, a little short at that time. I was gonna go out working that day because it was Christmas Eve. Make some money. Yeah, since this is the only car we got, it kind of stuck us with no car. So that was that was fun. So we, we uh, got the, you know, Enterprise, they came pick you up, well, they came pick me up. Went up there, started doing all the stuff, and they're like, oh, it'll be a $25 uh, charge on the card. You'll get that back with, uh, you know, we return the card and there's no damage or anything. Well, we had maybe... 10 dollars 15 dollars thanks so we didn't have it they wouldn't take cash had to be a card so stole the car or whatever they would put a whatever on your card the whole So I had to borrow like 20 bucks from my father and he had to run me up to like a Walgreens or Walmart put money on the card so I could use the card. Yeah. So that was about a, a day long thing. So it happened in the morning and uh, we got the rental car probably. I think they closed at 5. I think we got it at like 4.30. Cut it closed. Thank you, my father, for going <laughs> to me like 30 bucks.
now. Daughter, my daughter is is smart, just genius, you know. Schoolwork, she she procrastinates quite a bit on her homework and all that, especially if she knows the deadline is months down the road. She she'll put it off until the last week or whatever, or a couple days, and she'll she'll get it done. She's really good about that, getting it done. Just. She puts it off and off. Yeah, so. But she's a tornado. If she makes dinner, she doesn't just dirty one pan or two pans. She'll dirty a bunch of dishes. And I would think, you know, if she's doing dishes, she'll be like, the less dishes I dirty, the less I have to clean. No, she's like, well, if I'm going to dirty them, I have to clean them. Oh, well. You know, work smarter, not harder, right? Me? dishes you know I need to use one to cook in use one to mix and all that kind of stuff and I need something to put it back in there well when it did one dish after I get done mixing all that I put it and start cooking I uh, go over and rinse out the uh, the one dish that I just got done doing Wash that up real quick. And uh, uh, wash that up real quick and, and it's ready for, you know, to be used again. So if I need something to put something into, then it's all done. That's what my thinking is, is reasoning. And literally, throw stuff away in the trash it's literally within feet of throwing it away my daughter she could have trash laid out everywhere on the counters all that she gets done with dinner she doesn't pick up after herself doesn't put anything up just leave it as it is lights on and everything so my point to this is I'm afraid she has a one-track mind or she doesn't think to clean up after herself and all that. I mean, I might be small nitpicking or whatever but she can't do that then how is she going to have the responsibility of actually having the car weighs thousands of pounds 
It's basically like a guided missile out there loose. One lapse of judgment or one lapse of distraction or one uh, mistake could kill someone or could, could kill her or could cause maybe not kill someone but permanently disfigure them or she could run into a house a building or whatever I hear about it all the time with these young drivers you know, back when I was younger, we had little distraction. You know, just phones just started to come out and all that, but it wasn't like you could text or look at Facebook. Back when I started driving, I started driving when I was 18. Maybe this was maybe part of it, because I had on permanent phone when I was 15 to 18, and I was pretty, pretty well adjusted of driving. At that point in time, I mean, I, I aced my uh, um, uh, parallel or my driver's test. So the only thing I think I had a problem with was uh, turning the wheels when you're up, going up a hill or going down a hill, whatever that stupid shit. You know, I don't think my Twenty, almost 20 years of driving I've ever had to use that. I'm not saying. And I find myself now parallel parking more than I ever thought I would. And I was fairly good at parallel parking. I had a, a truck or a you know, SUV that uh, had pretty tight turning. Got pretty used to that. And now with these cars that have uh, what you call it, a rear camera, it makes things so much easier. Especially a car. If you're a big old truck, then, then you know it's a little harder to park. <coughs> but I am scared to death of her going out driving. Either by herself or someone else or with us. Scared to death. And with her having uh, uh, or being you know, diabetic and all that, it makes things a little bit worse too because um, her blood sugar drops down to a point where she's not understanding or realizing what's happening she could do whatever I mean there's there's things that when your blood sugar drops you have no control over or even even could even comprehend what's going on it's almost like being drunk or high maybe a little bit worse because you have no control or realizing what's going on until you something happens so that scares the death out of me too. And basically for her safety, you know, her 
you know, not driving up a concrete pillar pole at 70 miles per hour, 65, 50 miles per hour, or hitting another car or whatever time, you know, she goes on the road, just, I don't know, um, just, maybe I'm being overprotective, but I'm just scared. She wants to learn how to drive. She's scared of driving, which I get. I'm scared, scared for her to drive too, but she's going through therapy and she's finally ready to hit the road and all that. And my wife and daughter think I don't multitask or anything. I can't multitask. When you're driving, you have to multitask all the time. I mean, all the time. I mean, yeah, you're just sitting there driving, but you gotta check your mirrors. You know, make sure it's behind you. you know, someone calls you, texts you. Um, make sure your, your speed is not, you're not speeding. Um, kind of feeling for the car, make sure Cars running right. Check your gauges. Make sure you have enough fuel. All this kind of stuff. It's not just simple. Getting in the car, put it in drive, and go. It's gotta be aware of your surroundings. And what's driving me crazy right now? I can't hear it out of my right ear. I got like earwax, whatever stuck in there, or. Hopefully not a busted eardrum. Um, so I can't really hear out of it. It's like muffled. So, my, one of my senses is hearing, you know, uh, hear a car or someone honk or whatever. You can't. I, I can't hear anything on the right side. So, yeah, it's just, you got to have your wits. got to have your, uh, be in aware of your surroundings, aware of what's going on at all times when you're driving because one lapse of that, you're going to be in trouble. Responsibility is is you know heightened too you know things at school you know all kinds of things but as a parent your responsibility is also raised up now you're you know worried about your kid running in the street you know on a road there's cars going by and all that. You gotta protect them from that. Well, when they start driving, they are the people driving on the road. And if they're not paying attention, you hit a child. 
so your responsibility of making sure that they are taught properly how to drive and all that, it comes out on you. Teaching them everything about life, understanding what's going on with with things. It's it falls on your shoulders too, so you know it's quite scary. But I was gonna make this a an hour long episode, but I'm gonna cut it a little short. It's one thing, you know, uh, driving for hours and hours, you have a lot of time to think and, and all that. When, when you're not, you know, worrying about people around you, the car, all that. It, that's another thing to multitasking too, I can do, I, I think, and kind of drift off my thoughts. So. So anyways, leave me uh, a voice message uh, if you have any uh, thoughts, opinions, and all that. I'm just going to say this as, as, as well as I can. Is I'm an adult, and you're an adult. I have opinions. You have opinions. It doesn't make us bad people if we have different opinions about things just makes us human where we're not all the same so there's nothing wrong with about having opinions about things that quite you're not quite lined up with everything else uh, with everyone else that's what makes uh, being a human a human so love you guys for listening and God bless hello everyone this is your favorite person in the world the redneck hustler well maybe a little exaggerating favorite person in the world least favorite person in the world media maybe I don't know probably neither one only had like 267 people listen to my ramble on stupid shit that I talk about but hey put it out there for you you don't like it oh well it's not gonna hurt my feelings so I am redneck not gonna hurt my feelings but I do appreciate everyone that's listen uh, I mean I do like it it makes me feel good hopefully it puts out some information that will help everyone out now my uh, episode I've done recently is uploading still I don't know why it's taking so long for only 40 minutes I don't know anyways so, I have a couple uh, things to talk about. First thing, gas prices. I've been all been all over the country in the past month, 
month and a half, two months, and I don't get it, the gas prices. <coughs> One state could be, you know, consistently one price all the way through the state. Maybe fluctuate 10, 10 cents, you know, plus or minus of, you know, uh, let's say Arizona. Uh, their gas prices were pretty steady across the state. High, but it was steady. Uh, it was like 369, 379, 359. Now, I say gas prices, I go off of what I get. Uh, that's the uh, 87 octane. Cheapest one. Now, there's some 86 octane out there, too. Uh, it's only one you know, octane less than normally gets, so you know, it's not too bad. But that's pretty consistent throughout the state. Uh, you know, I've been down in Phoenix and all that. So, you know, it's pretty, pretty consistent. Uh, but I just went through Mississippi and from Mississippi uh, south, you know, coming from Alabama uh, by the bottom uh, south side all the way through the top it was all over the place you know I seen uh, a couple places that had a dollar 87 now that is the cheapest I've seen yet and I'm like dollar 87 we're back in the uh, 90s I haven't seen that gas prices in a long time. Well, I take that back. We did have some gas prices like that a year or two ago. But it didn't stay that long. It didn't stay that way very long. So, and I've been to uh, Michigan where the gas prices were almost three dollars like 289 just crazy uh, Florida I would say pretty consistent high uh, 369 279 389 I've seen I haven't seen anything lower than that at all I'm in uh, Arkansas right now, and it's consistently been 229, 239. Uh, I got gas not too long ago; it was 217. So, wide range of gas uh, prices throughout Arkansas. Just kind of weird, you know. 
and, and when I say I go through the gas stations, I go through the same gas station, or I can't say I go to the same gas station. I try to go to the same gas station, you know, always. Um, quick Trip is where I usually go, uh, but I found out Quick Trip's not uh, wide, uh, United States wide. Few states I've seen Oklahoma, Kansas, Missouri. Uh, I think I see one in Arizona. I think Texas, but uh, there's a uh, pilot I go to, Loves, uh, another big one that I've seen almost everywhere. Loves is everywhere. I didn't really realize Love's was until recently. Uh, TA uh, there's another one. Shell, Sinclair's, Chevron. I try to Love's as much as possible because their gas prices are a little cheaper than other places. Idaho. I've been to Idaho, and there were the highest I've ever I've ever paid three eleven or something like that. And that was for the cheap one too. And they were consistently above three dollars a gallon. Crazy up there, Idaho and uh, Oregon. Uh, so. I get gas. I always look at the price, try to all that, but if, out of the middle of nowhere, you need gas. Stop, because <laughs> if you run out of gas, there's going to be a bad day. I ran out of gas twice. Once uh, I was literally a mile away from a gas station. I was on my way, and I don't think the gas gauge was quite right I mean it was a 90 blazer so had like 225,000 miles on it so it's been through a lot um, and then uh, the other time totally wasn't my fault I was test driving a truck uh, dealership and the dealerships keep very little gas tanks, which I can see, you know, not having much gas in there, but because if you put that in every single truck or whatever, then uh, that's expense, you know, it's a, expensive. But on the other hand, too, if someone wants to test drive it, you still have to fill it up, right? And I feel put some gas in there. Well, this thing had I mean, I literally went less than a mile away and ran out of gas. Yeah, I got in there and the gas light was on. Oh, should be good. Luckily, I didn't get on the highway. But. So that wasn't my fault at all. I was like, should we get gas? He's like, no, that's good. Okay. Salespeople, you know. They uh, think they're 
the shit, whatever. Speaking of cars, new cars, used cars, whatever. Uh, so I've been dealing with uh, uh, a dealership to get the key of soul. And uh, I keep to my word pretty pretty well. Like I was trying to get it done before I left to go on this trip. So you know, get get it you know done and over with and on. See how it does. Whatever. But you know, told them like. I think it was last weekend or whatever, Saturday, or Friday or Saturday. Uh, let's get this done. Whatever. So hey, I'm leaving Wednesday. I said afternoon, but I didn't think I would have to exactly tell them what time I'm leaving. So, and I usually try to get. Uh, graphs on, on the, uh, the guy uh, or the person, woman, guy, whatever, how long he's been selling cars, how long has it been at the dealership, where did he come from before, all this kind of good stuff. So he has only been doing it for a year. So, he's only been at that dealership for a year. So, that's when he first started doing it for a year. So, he knows, you know, ins and outs of the dealership and all that. Now, you're going to say if he's only been there for a month or two, then it's, you know, take a little bit of time to get used to their process or whatever. But a year, you know what's going on. If not, then maybe that's not the place you should be working at. Anyways, so I tell him I'm leaving Wednesday and then we'll be back for a week, close to a week or whatever, four or five days. And man, I understand salespeople have a lot going on, a lot of customers, a lot of kind of stuff, but you know, literally, you know, in the, uh, Text. You know, we've been text, texting back and forth. At least it's written all down, like there, there's no lying or anything. Uh, that's you know that's important instead of speaking on the phone. Anyways, I told him, hey, I'm going to be gone Wednesday afternoon. He ended up coming back. Uh, okay, hey, when you come and do this, I'm like. Uh, so I can be on Tuesday morning. Or we can do this before Wednesday morning before I leave. Well, the little backstory is I was working with getting a Chevy Trax, but it ended up being too much or whatever. So, plus, it wasn't the greatest. Wife didn't like it. 
too well. Didn't have cruise control. The gas mileage was okay. And a little better than the Soul, but not much. Uh, the reviews I've uh, watched and all that, uh, not the greatest on it. But anyways, we, we're, we didn't go with that one, so we went with the sole one, and it's kind of funny, my wife, uh, you know, I told her, you know, might have to go to a different vehicle, and she started looking at their inventory, and she picked out the sole, I was like, ooh, I like this one, and uh, the sales guy, he, uh, he told me about it and all this, I was like, you know, what does it look like, how many miles? And it was the exact same one that my wife looked at and she liked the color, everything on it. It was perfect. So we're like, okay, see what you can do. Get it wrapped up. You know, let's get it going. And that was, uh, shit, I think that was like Tuesday morning. Yeah, it was like Tuesday morning. So, he didn't get back to me until, uh, like 6.30, 7 o'clock, saying, hey, you've been approved, but can you come and do this? I'm like, you know, I can come in there Wednesday morning, you know, whenever time, come in, sign, sign, we can go. Guys get detailed, guys get, you know, whatever you need to get it ready and done, you know, that night, which, you know, left them all day to do and uh, so he's like I thought you were leaving Thursday I'm like no no so Wednesday afternoon I said yeah you know I'm leaving at like 10.30 Wednesday morning but you know it's still said I leave when we's leaving Wednesday and Anyways, he, he's not very, very good at communicating. Uh, it was like Friday, or, no, it was Monday uh, night. We were going to do this, and the deal for the, the tracks, the Chevy tracks, and uh, ended up uh, not doing that anyways. He was supposed to, uh, he was supposed to, uh, you know, I called him and said, hey, is there any way you can, you know, come pick us up, drive us there, you know, um, instead of having two cars there, we can just drive one, you know, basically kind of seeing how customer service oriented they are, and, uh, well, he said, okay, let me talk to my manager and I'll, I'll get back with you. So that was like an hour long time before I left the house. So after me and my wife talked about it, we decided no, not the right vehicle, too much money monthly, you know, it doesn't have this, doesn't have that, just whatever, you know. So we kind of, you know, if you ever seen Shark Tank, and as they say, you walk away from the Shark Tank. <laughs> Things can change. Deals can change. All that. 
and that's basically what kind of happened. It's like he didn't get back with me. So anyways, uh, an hour and a half goes by. I'm already at the dealership. I drove there just to, uh, to return the vehicle, or uh, to basically there to uh, say, hey, no, thank you, whatever. I can't remember how how it all went. I know he didn't. He was supposed to come by and pick us up, but he didn't. Ended up not, you know, uh, calling and letting us know. So I got there to the dealership. Uh, and said, "I'm sorry, no, thank you. You know, sorry for the headache." But uh, he uh, didn't. He didn't call us back or anything. So. I thought they were still working on it, thought he was still there, and uh, found out that he was halfway to the to the house to come pick us up. Well, he didn't communicate with the, you know, saying that he was coming coming by, be ready, nothing at all. I mean, just he, he didn't communicate at all. You know, that's a big red flag there. So at that point in time, I'm kind of like, this guy is. Not that great of a sales guy, you know. He's not very communicative, and so basically, I was going to end up just walking away. But their head sales manager, or whatever finance manager, come out and say, "Hey, just give us a number, you know, so we can get you in a soul or something like that." You know, like so. I basically text the sales guy and say, "Hey." You can do this, then we can come and do it. You know, I'm texting saying, hey, we got this all, we can do it for this. Perfect. So back to my story anyways. So I text, and I told him, he texted me when I was away, I think it was Friday. He said, hey, uh, when are you going to be coming back into town so we can get this deal done uh, I told him to say hey you know, I'm looking probably Tuesday I should, or Monday I'll be in town but Tuesday you know, I'll definitely be able to come in and do it so I'll let you know in a day in advance just to let you know that you know I'm going to be in town so uh, I had a couple uh, delivery drop offs I had to do Pickup I was supposed to be doing in Louisiana. Uh, found a liar, a big liar, uh, and some drama. And I don't like drama. I don't like liars. So I had to walk away from from that, which didn't really hurt my feelings because uh, trying to do a guy a solid by um, he's going to make payments to us for like three to four weeks. $85 a week or something like that that's all you can afford so I wasn't even going to pay for this for another week and fully paid in a month so anyways he he drama going on with the guy that you know I was picking up from and threatening and my wife and 
all this kind of stuff. Found out he was here illegally, running an Airbnb illegally. And once I found that out from the guy, because if you don't know this, but the more you talk to someone, the more information they'll give up. So, um, yeah, he said he was illegal, and I'm like, oh, my, my safety comes first. And I don't know this guy from a hole in the ground, so, you know, I don't know. Uh, I didn't want to put myself in a situation where my safety could be compromised, especially, um, you know, a thousand miles away. So I ended up walking away from that, even though it kind of sucks that you know, I'm driving home, basically empty car, other than me. So, but the way I think of it, you know, I don't have to waste gas money, time, and all that for basically going to get paid fully in a, in a month's time. So, crisis diverted, no big deal. But anyways, uh, the thing about, you know, car salesman is, you know, being as communicative to the customer as possible. It's not even a car salesman. Basically, anytime you deal with the, the consumer face-to-face -face or over the phone, you want to be honest as possible, even though you may have fucked up all that but you admit to it the customer will be happier knowing that you're not trying to bullshit them you're not lying to them if they catch you in a lie <coughs> you basically the trust that they they had in you is now gone and that kind of goes the other way too the person that you're dealing with they're not honest with you. You're going to find out sooner or later, you know, what's going on. And that's exactly what happened, so. too much anymore or anything right now random I can think of voicemail or voice message like and subscribe on my podcast and this is your redneck hustler signing off